What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Baffles Nonsense Podcast. I'm flying solo today after multiple weeks of interviews. I hope you all love them. Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some vulnerability, love, perception, all the things. So if that's not your cup of tea, maybe the episode to skip. But if that is your cup of tea, stick around and we will get started in a bit. All right, guys, welcome back to take 2,536,000. I'm just kidding. Y'all don't know that. Um, but yeah, this <laughs> this topic is very hard to cover. But I just want to first say I'm sorry if I sound nasally. I have some sinus stuff going on. So does everyone in the South. The weather has literally been anywhere from 40 to 80 degrees all within a week. <laughs> so yay to that. Um, but doing solo episodes are really hard especially if I haven't done one in a really long time. And I was very inspired to sit down and talk about vulnerability, like a, like midway through the week. And I should have sat down and recorded, and I don't know why I didn't, because I had all these fleeting thoughts like running through my head, like literal conversation. Could have just put a microphone on me and it would have been great. But I didn't, and I waited till the weekend, and I was just like, I've got to get this recorded. And then when, when there's pressure on it, anyone who knows, if you pressure yourself to do something, it's just, ah, you know anxiety driven. Anyways, what inspired me to talk about vulnerability was I was scrolling Instagram and I ran across a post by Jay Shetty. If you've been following me on here or listening to any episodes, you know, I'm kind of obsessed with him at the moment, but he had reposted a quote that said, you have to be willing to be vulnerable in order to grow. You can't heal what you hide. And I was just like, wow, that's deep Um, because we're all hiding, right? Like we all emotionally are hiding somehow or another. So let's just dive into it. What is vulnerability? So vulnerability, obviously, 13-letter word. It's one word, but it has a whole lot of meaning. It's hard to describe. It's hard to talk about. It's hard to do the action of vulnerability. But it is, the true definition is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. So you can talk about emotional vulnerability where you can't express your emotions. You're afraid you're going to be rejected. You're afraid your emotions are going to be laughed at. So you have that type of emotional vulnerability and you have physical vulnerability. Are you out in the wild and you know, you don't, you don't have a safe place to be and you're truly vulnerable for an attack for someone to come and harm you. So it's about harm, right? So it's kind of a negative thing that we talk about. People don't want to talk about it. They don't want to express their emotion. Emotions are just rampant anyways, right? So like I wouldn't consider myself, well, I would consider myself a very emotional person, but that's if I know you. So for instance, or for example, if you knew me when I worked in the ER, some would say I was a bitch. Some would say I was closed off and very unemotional, unattached, right? But that was this mask that I put on to go to work and perform my job. I couldn't have emotions because how was I supposed to perform a job and care about someone else if I had all these emotions from home or if I cared enough about you and you coded per se, how was I supposed to help save your life? That's what we're taught as nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians, technicians, anyone in the medical field, we're taught this, right? It's almost military-esque, if you will. When you're in the military, you're taught to turn it off so that you could do your job. That's how I relate. I always try to relate something in a way. And I feel like that's the same way with 
healthcare personnel. That's just what we're taught. So 13 years in the ER in this crazy environment, I would say I was emotionally disconnected. And I knew that because I've always been a very emotional person. And I've always expressed myself not in the best ways, but I'm not scared to talk about things. But I am scared to be vulnerable at times because we're all afraid of judgment. We're all afraid of rejection and what people are going to think if you share your most intimate, deep thoughts, you know, what you're scared of, your fears, and you're afraid that they're going to come into fruition. But like this quote says, if you're not willing to be vulnerable and be there, then you're not willing to heal because you can't heal what you're hiding. And I knew I was hiding who I was. My friends had seen it. My friends had seen that I was not being my most authentic self. And I think that's what that means, right? Like, are you being your most authentic self? To be your most authentic self, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to have those conversations that are hard. But at the end of the day, it's hard to do that. Like, it's hard to have hard conversations, right? So there's another example that Jay Shetty talks about, and it's it's more of visual. So I'll try to explain it the best I can. I'm not great at explaining things, but it's about a Russian doll. So if you don't know what a Russian doll is, it's like one little doll, and then you can close that doll into another doll, into another doll, into another doll. So you have like one big doll, and then you can obviously take them apart. Like you take them apart, there's a smaller doll. You take it apart, you smaller doll. Kind of that. And he talks about vulnerability being, you know, vice versa. You can either come out with great vulnerability and you're not scared to show who you are and express your emotions. That meaning the smallest doll, right? Like that's who you are at your core. But then things happen to you over life, like a breakup. So you put a layer on. So you put another doll on. Then maybe next you lose a job or, you know, someone makes fun of how you tell your stories or your emotions. So you put another layer on and then something along the lines happens again. You put another doll until you put all these layers on these masks, if you will, and you're no longer recognizable to yourself or to your friends or to your family. And that's how I was when I was in the ER. Like I had all these layers on this persona, this mask, and then trying to take that off in my personal life was hard, right? So now I'm with my personal friends and trying to have deep, meaningful conversations. And there's this disconnect, like I can't be vulnerable. I can't express my emotion. And a lot of that is like from my job and my training. But also, it's just being scared that you're going to let people in and it's going to hurt. Also from my job, I saw a lot of death. I saw a lot of people dying, families crying, you know, there was a lot of hard times that I saw and I didn't want to experience that. I didn't want to feel that. And that's, that's truly what vulnerability is. Like nobody wants to feel pain. Nobody wants to feel hurt. But at the same time, if I'm truly honest with myself, those are the most growing moments that I've had. For example, I've talked about my situationship of 17 years on this podcast a lot because that's what I can relate to. But that was a big pivotal growing moment for me. I know when I was a child and I can remember this because like vulnerability also comes from like childhood, childhood trauma. We haven't discussed that. So a little backstory on that from the research that I've done. You learn emotions, obviously, as a child. Did you have parents that explained your emotions to you? Because when you're three years old and you're throwing a tantrum because someone took your toy and your your feelings are hurt, you don't really know what that means. So someone's supposed to explain that to you, right? So someone sits down and explains those feelings. Or 
are they saying like, it's okay to express these feelings, like let it out, cry, scream, and then we're going to go about our business. Like there's a constructive way to do that. I think it doesn't, there's no right or wrong way, but children obviously need guidance with it when it comes to their emotions. That's not to say that things won't happen later in life. You could be the best, you know, expressor of your emotions ever. And then things happen along the way. And then you hide and put those masks on again. But anyways, I digress. Where I was going with all that was like, you learn obviously things from childhood. And I remember like not really expressing emotions as a child. I remember feeling angry and then just holding it in, holding it in, holding it in and exploding. That's, that's what I would do. So going from childhood to this situationship, because I met this guy when I was 18 and that's how I express my emotions. Like I would hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, explode hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, explode. That was my pattern. And I did that with him, obviously, because that's what I remember learning. No one ever taught me like, hey, it's not okay to explode on people. Like, maybe let's control our emotions a little bit. But I I guess I was very emotional in that sense. Like I felt a lot of things, but I just buried it. I hid it. So when I did that to him, like, obviously he was very, he was older than I was. So I was 18. He was 21. Um, he was very good at expressing his emotion. He was a deep thinker for a guy, in my opinion, like could have conversations and whatnot. So we would have conversations and he would just be like, look, like you, you can't explode like that. Or like, you know, you really hold a lot of things in or like, I don't know how you feel or just examples like that. And at the time in the relationship, obviously being like, whatever, no. (laughs) But then when we broke up, that's when a lot of people do a lot of self-reflection, right? Like you go through hard things and you grow and you reflect. Hopefully everyone's doing that because that's a whole nother podcast. Anytime I've gone through a broke breakup or into things with anyone, like I have to sit back and think like, what did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? What do I want to take from this experience? What do I want to take from this and, you know, keep and move forward with people and say, I like this? Or what do I want to say? You know, I really don't like that. Let's, let's, that's a boundary. We're not going to do that. Um, but it also makes you vulnerable, right? Because then you have to be vulnerable with yourself. And that's, that's another layer of vulnerability. It's not just being vulnerable with other people. It's being vulnerable, honest and open with yourself and having those conversations, writing it down, doing a podcast, whatever. But I took those moments to grow. And it kind of not just that one instant, obviously, but I learned like, okay, i need to control these emotions. I can't just explode on people. I need to be able to talk about how I'm feeling and open up. But in order to do that, that was scary. I had to talk about things that like my childhood and I didn't have the perfect life and, you know, not perfect life, but like like things that I didn't want to admit, right? And things that I've done wrong that you have to openly admit that's being vulnerable. And I have, I'm very fortunate because I have a lot of friends that are vulnerable, they're deep thinkers, we like sit like we have those kind of conversations. And to be honest with you, I am a very vulnerable person in my personal life. So if you knew me in the ER, you'd probably say differently. (laughs) But in my personal life, I can be very vulnerable and express myself. And sometimes that's to a fault. And sometimes that's some people who are not vulnerable are like, "Mm, it's a little too much. It's a little too much emotion. Um, But I like those deep conversations because I do think it makes us better people at the end of the day because I'm not trying to be on a superficial level with anyone and that's just for me so I know a lot of people like when I posted this had asked um how do you 
how to like if people are going to take advantage of that. I don't think there's a way to stop that. I think that people are going to take advantage of anything that they want to take advantage of. And I think that if those are the type of people you're around, you just have to disassociate with them or know that they're taking advantage of you. And I, I mean, I've been taken advantage of with my vulnerability and my emotions and stuff like that from people in the past. It's going to happen. Um, I I personally don't know how to say to stop that other than the more it happens, the more you recognize it and you know, just to walk away from it. And then I know a lot of other people and it's kind of weird because I had a lot of people ask the same questions, but like somebody asked if vulnerability comes from trust issues or like vice versa, like, are they related? And yeah, they are. So if you have trust issues, you're not going to be able to be vulnerable because vulnerability in order to be vulnerable, you have to be in a safe space. You have to trust the people that you're trying to be open and honest with about your past, about your emotions, about how you're feeling, because you're afraid of being rejected and you're afraid of someone judging you. So if you're in a trusted, safe place, those feelings are going to be less. You're going to feel less judged, less you know, that makes sense. So yes, they are related. So if you're in an environment, relationship, friendship, work situation where you don't feel like you can trust the people you're trying to be vulnerable with, it's going to be very hard to do that, in my opinion. So the biggest takeaway is just knowing your place, knowing where you can be vulnerable, who you can be vulnerable with, in my opinion. Because if you can't be vulnerable around the people that you are in a group with, in a relationship with, those may not be your people, depending on the situation, depending on have you worked, you know, in therapy or on yourself to figure out why you can't be vulnerable. Because if you are a vulnerable person and you can't express those emotions to these people, friends, family, relationships, then in my opinion, those likely are not your people because you should feel safe enough to express your emotions and become vulnerable if you've done the work on yourself. But again, that's just my opinion. And there's other people who have asked me like, well, how do you practice vulnerability or how do you become more vulnerable? And that's really not for me to say because I'm not a therapist. Like there's obviously people on the internet, TikTok, Instagram saying how you can show vulnerability, but that just looks different to everyone. I mean, you have to kind of gauge where you are, right? So there's some people that wear a full face of makeup and to them going outside without makeup on is vulnerability because that's showing what their skin looks like. You know, they may have acne or psoriasis or rosacea or any of those things on their skin. So they feel if they go outside without makeup, that's being vulnerable. There's other people that, you know, fear asking people out because that could be a possible rejection. So practice asking people out, whether it's just start like with your friends, start asking your friends to go out with you. And then, I mean, there's different levels of vulnerability. I mean, obviously the goal is to be able to talk about your feelings openly and freely in a safe space. That is the ultimate goal. And I think that we have to realize once you get to a place where you realize that feelings are neutral, feelings can't be right or wrong. I think it's how we express those feelings that can make it right or wrong whether the tone is off, whether we're doing it at the wrong time, but feelings can't be right or wrong. What you're feeling is neutral. It's, it's how you feel. So just getting to a place like that, I suppose. But honestly, I can't tell you how to become more vulnerable because it's just something you have to practice and work on to figure out the root cause of why you're not. 
And anyways, that was just a short little episode on vulnerability. And I just realized like every time I say that word, it doesn't sound right. (laughs) But thanks for letting me get vulnerable on this topic, I suppose, if you will. And until next time, bye.